Hey, hey, this is Mark Thompson, narrator of a bunch of the Star Wars audiobooks, and you are listening to The Living Force. May the Force be with you. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. A Utini Network podcast production. <laughs> Episode 189, it's Wookie Week. <laughs> On this episode, Grogu battles the Dust Bunnies. The cast is announced for the Acolyte. And the Utini crew celebrates all things Wookiee. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. The Hank, and Wes Jenkins. What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to the Living Force. Oh, my God. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and it's Wookiee Week, everyone. Joining me tonight to celebrate all things Wookiee. For our final crossover event of the year is the full cast and crew starting off with the Max Verstappen of the show. It's Dr. Corey Helton. <laughs> don't call me Max Verstappen. He's a douchebag. We don't we don't like him in this household. <laughs> all right. Uh, Deal. The Brazilian. The, the where was I going with that? The Brazilian Grand Prix was this weekend in Formula One. Max Verstappen, the Red Bull champion, was a giant tool. And now the entire internet hates him this week. And I shared that with Eric. And... Uh, we are. We get to make Formula One jokes now on the show. <laughs> what a time. We told you it was Living Force 4.0. Welcome That's to it. Right. It's all Formula One, baby. But nothing is as fast and fun as Formula One, except maybe hanging out with Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, man. That's me. Um, didn't that guy also win, like, GQ Man of the Year or something yeah. like, the next day? So, sure yeah. you know, we should all listen to Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. That's right. Oh, my God. Inspiring words from, frankly, a GQ cover model yourself, Charles. You, like, you, the hair is perfectly coiffed tonight, my friend. It's got that nice coif? little bounce to it. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I don't, I don't oh like that God. word either, but coif. thank you. Sorry, I think it's coiffed. Coiffed? I don't know. It's a, it's a little coiffed. Coif you know what? sounds like something else. We can all try to coif. <laughs> we can try to quaff, but we will I'll never, never We will never. never reach perfection and glory because we will never be the man, the myth, the legend, the Wookiee! Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Wookiee Week. Uh, I'm just going to steal Jared's line, and it's much like Shark Week, only scruffier, which is fantastic. Scruffier sharks, yes! <laughs> welcome oh, welcome to a Monday of full of Wookiees and hair. Coiffed <laughs> hair. Like, uh, yeah. uh, we're not going to say coif anymore in the rest of this episode. <laughs> you them up. Speak for <laughs> yourself. We have a limit. <laughs> You can't, you can't put rules on Hankel. You can't, you can't chain the Hank. Do they be called the Hank, Charles? Can we make that a thing? It is, it is, it has been something that has been said before. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it for tonight. Wait, you've been called the Hank before? I have been called the Hank before. How many X's did that take? My gosh, I'd call you the Hank. Yeah. Why not? Oh, sh- oh shit! It's the Hank. Oh, oh the Hank's the coming. Hank's here. Oh, the Hank's coming. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, everyone, <laughs> Hank and the gang are here to talk about Wookiees this week. I get a um, we're excited that you're here as well, uh, listening, watching, however you're enjoying the show. We hope you're having a great day. Uh, 
What we're going to do to start off the show, though, is a new little segment that we're going to put in. Um, because as we said last week, the new format of the show is really about us getting to hang out with each other even more. We really just want to catch up. Um, so I want to know what we've all been loving each uh, each week. Our friends in the Cosmic Force did this a while back, and it was really a nice, fun way just to kind of check in. So, guys, I'm going to be selfish in our first ever segment of this. I'm going to tell you what I've been up to this week. And if you know me at all, or if I've been posting anywhere, you'll know that I've been looking forward to one event this past week quite a lot. I took three days off of work for it to happen, and it was the release of God of War Ragnarok. That's all I've been doing. And I wanted to use this moment, fellas, to share with you why my girlfriend is better than any of your partners. Um, <laughs> because she surprised me with the God of War exclusive PS5 controller nice. as an early Christmas gift. Wow. I did not know about it. It's a good-looking controller. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I, was, nice I was very happy with it, man. I was freaking stoked. And I, I literally took, like, fellas, the Hank and, and others. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever just taken <laughs> three days off of work to play a video game as an adult. If you got the PTO, f- friends, I highly recommend it. It was yeah, I imagine that's pretty such freeing. a great decision. You, you can just like play video games for hours like without any guilt, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, that, that's it, man. Yeah, because like, you know, when you play at night, it's like, oh, I got work the next day. Yeah. Or like it's the weekend. It's like eventually this weekend will end. That'll suck. But like on Thursday <laughs> night, I was playing, and then I'm like, oh, God. I get tomorrow, I, too. That's great. I think about that all the time. Like <laughs> as soon as Friday's over and Saturday's there, I'm like, I mean, it's going to be freaking Monday before you know it. I mean, the weekend's almost already over. It's like Saturday at 8 a.m. It's like, what are weekend's Sunday almost over. to Wes? <laughs> yeah, they've, Friday, uh, Sunday scaries. They've, uh, they've studied that, actually, and they've found that uh, Thursday is the most popular day of the week, actually, because it's like, because the weekend is funny enough filled with dread about the next week. So, like, Thursday is, like, looking forward to the weekend. Friday is already here, so people don't like Friday that much, but it's Thursday. Yeah. It's like the magic day of the week. That's yeah. definitely is in college. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, Thursday night is the night to go out. Dude, yeah, Thursday, Thursday, because, like, you, you don't go. have Friday classes that you care about. And even as an adult, <laughs> you can say, oh, it's Friday. If I'm a little hungover, whatever, Thursday, Thursday, which is a lie. Don't. Working over sucks. But anyway, that was my week. That's my favorite thing I've been doing. Um, oh, oh, and I finished Convergence, which I have next to me here. Oh, yeah, nice. The next High Republic book. Review's coming out next week. Um, the embargo is <clears> up, so I'm going to say I freaking – I love this one. It's my favorite yeah. – one in the phase uh, so far. Zreta Cordova is a healer, and Axel Greylark is exactly who we thought he was on our preview show. Nice, <laughs> He's nice. a freaking tool, and he's the most fun character I've read in a long time. So, very <laughs> stoked to chat about that one later tool. on. <clears throat> um, Does it tie in with Path of Deceit quickly? Uh, yes. So, okay. the, right. as you may have heard on our table, the Path of the Open Hand does feature in the book. So, okay, okay. just having a general knowledge about what the path is. Yeah. Is helpful. I mean, Zoraida Cordova does a great job, but, like, definitely definitely helps a lot. Um, Quest for the Hidden City didn't really tie in. Still a fun book, but if you didn't if you didn't read the middle grade novel, you're going to miss nada. That's Absolute good. zero. That's good. So, I imagine, I imagine some people will start with this book, if I had to guess. This yeah, is a... That's fine. This is an adult novel, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I imagine, I imagine a lot of people will start with this one, so... Yeah, that's I'm fine. Interested. Honestly, <laughs> they do a pretty good job of it. Um... Know what the path is? Watch watch the uh, the YouTube video of the mother over on StarWars.com on the YouTube mm. channel. Mm. That'll help you out. 
Uh, so I highly recommend that. It's been a very, very good content week for me. Very stoked about that. Yeah. Um, nice. Corey, you, you mentioned it already, but tell, tell us a little bit about your yesterday and the, and the, the yeah. Grand Prix watching, because you've become this guy. I, know. I don't know I if people realize just guy. how much of this guy you are now. Yeah, I've had, a, I've had some weird, kind of a weird week, honestly, um, because uh, last week um, I... I, I've been having some eye issues uh, a little bit. I had LASIK eye surgery in, like, 2019, and, like, two years is all I get out of uh, perfect vision. It really sucks. You're supposed to get 10 and 15 years. I got two. Um, I had some regression in my vision, um, and I'm wearing glasses tonight. Uh, I look like that little 12-year-old boy that we've showed on the screen, you know, oh, yeah, a couple times. We did times. mention that. Yeah. yeah right? Um, they don't fit very well either. So they keep sliding off my nose, uh, also, but because um, I don't wear them very much. But uh, yeah. anyway, long story short, I had some I've had some eye reg- uh, some vision regression and uh, some issues with that, and um, I had a bunch of problems with my new sim racing rig. Remember, I told you I built a, a sim rig here. I can turn the camera and show it a little bit. Built this gigantic oh in all its glory. I know it's built an in, insane sim racing rig back there. That seat I pulled out of a Mini Cooper in a junkyard and built it, and it's got it's crazy. It's like triple screens. It's ridiculous. It's like it's insane. Truly, uh, I spent way too much money on it. Um, but, uh, I was having some problems, like, getting the perspective right. Like, you don't realize that, like, with the sim racing, it's, like, the perspective is, like, super important. Like, how you're looking at the triple screens has to be, like, perfectly lined up, and all the lines have to, like, converge so it looks like a real, like, car and stuff. So there's, like, perspective stuff that you have to adjust in the software, and it's kind of a pain. And I was having all this trouble, and I posted on Reddit, and, uh, I got some help from people who told me that I wasn't sitting close enough, and I was not sitting at the like right angle and not high enough. Anyway, long story short, I adjusted, I spent like five hours adjusting like the perspective and how I look at the screens and it ruined my eyes. (laughs) Like I I had, because all of this, like basically just staring at a screen and getting really, really close to it. And then like trying to figure out the right angle to sit and all this stuff. It like that on top of my eyes being a problem anyway, and I've had some other issues with it. Like it just gave me crazy eye strain to the point that I could like barely stand looking at my phone. It was hurting my eyes so bad. So like, mm-hmm. I took uh, I took like two full days off of like, like hardly any screen usage. I say that, but I really failed pretty tremendously at it. Honestly, man, my life is just entirely on screens. Like I don't know how I will survive. Uh, you know the. Post EMP apocalypse. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> long story short, I like uh, I uh, I'm back to wearing glasses now. I think I'm gonna just start wearing them all the time because I've had so many problems with it. So in the midst of all that, nerd. I know, can you nerd. shave your Yikes. beard? Can you shave my shave beard? Your beard too, I know, so dude. I will look like Corey. that. That, oh, that, no. that photo is not even that old, right? So I, you, I still look no. like your hair in the middle. But no, no that, that photo really shows how much life has happened to you. So that's a pre-COVID, Corey, being it like, is. life is fine. And now you're like aging and, ha- and harrowed. Yeah, jaded. So I'm like, yeah. I, am, I am genuinely obsessed with racing now. How this happened is I got uh, – wa- some friends of mine told me I needed to watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. And uh, I watched like the first five episodes on the way to Hawaii. And uh, I was totally hooked. By the end of our month-long trip, I had watched all four seasons of Drive to Survive and all the races and all the commentary and all the practice (laughs) and qualifying sessions for the entire 2022 season of Formula One. And uh, I'm, like, legit into it now. And then I started researching sim racing while I was in Hawaii. I bought all the gear before I got back. So when I got here, it was already here for me. Uh, Thank you to (laughs) Gia on the team for carrying all this shit in the door because it was really heavy, I'm sure. (laughs) 
Uh, and um, yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm like I'm genuinely obsessed with racing and uh, in sim racing. So you know, it's been, which is I think interesting to bring up on the show because like it's been a bit of a joke how little I know about sports. Like the entire mm-hmm. time we've had this show, and like I finally get it now. I have a sport you, to follow closely, and yeah. I freaking love it. I had a blast. There's a kind of a not really a bar. It's like a sim racing business here in Asheville, and they do like race watch parties and stuff and i went to one on on uh on sunday which was maybe the maybe the most exciting race of the season truly it was a ton of fun to watch and all kinds of inner team drama happened and teammates taking each other out and oh man just the reddit is just on fire right now with all the memes and it's fun it's fun I'm so glad you found that Good. physical community too. That's what yeah, I mean, that's one yeah. of the great things about sports. One of the great things about like why we love Star Wars in the first place is finding people to chat about. So then you find yeah, your sport, sure. you find people to chat about. It's just like it's such a fun thing there. <clears throat> um, the Hank, what you been up to? How are yeah, the have I, What have I been? How's your sport? How's your life? Uh, Miami started out not great this season actually, but uh, we just beat the Hornets back to back. So. That's good. Got us back on track, I think. Hopefully. We'll see. I'm still expecting to be disappointed in the long run. But, you know, that's sports. That's sports. (laughs) Right, Corey? And uh, (laughs) what else have I been up to? Well, well, Eric, you said, you know, you were curious if we knew what it was like to take three days off of work to play video games. I don't know what that's like, but when I had COVID two weeks ago, I was working from home exclusively. So in between every patient, I was just playing PlayStation, and I, I'm not up to date on gaming like you are, so I'm not to God of War Ragnarok yet. I was still playing the original Spider-Man game on PlayStation, which oh, was so, so fun, much yeah. fun. So yeah. much fun. Like, honestly, probably top five games for me all time. I got, yeah. like, 100% completion on, like, even all the trophies and stuff, except for, like, two things that were just absurd. And I'm already, <laughs> as of today, 86% through Miles Holy Morales smokes. now. Like I, I crushed those and they were so much fun. And there's a third one that's going to come out. I don't know when, I think like next year, maybe, or a couple years or something, but they're making another um, one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man two. We can play both Peter and miles. Yeah. You switch between them apparently. So Mm -hmm. that'll be a ton of fun. So yeah, I've been getting back into a little bit of gaming things other than 2k, which has been fun. And then my sister was in town this weekend. And so we just did a bunch of good food good drink and we decorated nice. the house for christmas because i'm one of those yes i'm one of those yes okay <laughs> nice nice chat members and or people listening let tell us when when do you think it's appropriate to decorate for christmas because charles <clears throat> i'm proud of you i am firmly post halloween that is fine if it's post halloween wow. i don't need to wait till post thanksgiving because then you only have like three <clears throat> weeks really. exactly exactly and you know what i'm thankful for christmas Move on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I'm Thanksgiving a, is I am a day off. Strongly in the post Thanksgiving camp, yeah. personally. And wow. Caitlin uh, is the whenever the hell she feels like at camp. So we have Christmas decorations all over our apartment, and they've been there since before Halloween. So here we are. Wait, wait, <laughs> before <Wow>. Halloween? <laughs> Caitlin listens to Christmas you, music <laughs> like in like July. So like you, you know, you swore we, to destroy the Sith, not join. I them. know. Wait. <laughs> 
She, Kaylin is a doctor of the human mind, and she's listening to Christmas music in June? Uh, I I mean, if there wasn't more proof that she's insane, I think that helps solidify it. Oh, my God. I also... If you sing it in minor, West, it's really... You guys, stop singing that like a serial killer. That's the problem. That's really quiet. I would, I would also like to point out that if you're an audio-only listener, Eric and I are in the top two quadrants of the screen. Wes and Corey are in the yep. bottom two. They are the anti-Christmas people. So we have the high ground. We we're have the high ground. We're on the bottom. Like per the per the Zoom call, we're closer to hell, right, Wes? <laughs> yeah, that red glow behind Corey is not accident lighting. <laughs> All right, so Corey's partner in the pits and bowels of hell. Wes, how's your week? Week uh, week was pretty good. Uh, just had went to, had to go to work. Had to go to work. Had to go to work. Um, and then, um, that many times I, yeah, I had a uh, all intention purposes to, um, to construct a deer stand, um, for be elevated up off the ground when I am mm-hmm. hunting prey and I bought about $200 worth of wood and, uh, screws and I took it home and laid it all in the garage and looked at it. <laughs> nice. I just, oh, I just looked at it. Step one. I was like, I wish this would build itself because I don't want to do anything right now. Because there's so many different like designs that I could do, and I would go back and forth online about which kind of design I want to do and how big I want to do it, how tall I want to do it. Should I put concrete in the ground? Should I put it on Good skids? Lord. Oh my gosh, just so much to think about. And then, <clears throat> wow, I texted my friend. I was like, "How how big should I make? Should I make it five by eight, six by eight? He's like, make it six by eight, so we can both sit in there." I was like, "I don't want you sitting in there with me. You're just gonna make fun of me the whole time. You're probably gonna scare the deer off by talking and saying, oh, 'Oh, I'm hungry. I want to leave.'" So <laughs> yeah, five I by eight. Made, I made it three huge. by eight. Shit, like <laughs> mostly they're probably not gonna help me when I get down there. So I'm gonna make it all. I'm gonna erect it erect all it by myself. Um, Excellent. Good why not? Question. Why not just buy one of those like climbing tree stands or some shit? Isn't that easier? Those are dangerous. Those are dangerous. I've only. Why used, I've only, don't you I've buy one of them have... climbing tree stands? <laughs> and we don't have any trees like that big oh, okay. around. Eric has no yeah, idea what you're talking just, about. Do you know what we're talking about, it's Eric? Like bushes. I grew up in rural Michigan. Of course, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Very good. I, don't I have trees like them. telephone poles. If That's we did, fair. then I oh. might think about it. Um, so I have to I have to make my own little clubhouse. It sounds like my own <laughs> personal much. hell is building one of those things. Are you going to build yeah. it? So what, are you going to pack all that crap up in your truck and drive it down there and build it? I am going to I'm going to make the base, the platform <clears throat> that it that gets put on, and then I'm just going to take it down to the lease and then construct the rest of it from there. Just nice. promise me um, one thing, Wes. Promise me you will take a, a crown to a piece of paper, a crayon, I should say, to a piece of paper and write no You say crayon, you say crown. I say crown. I say crown and people light me crown? up. Oh <laughs> wait, God. wait, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> wait, like, I let thought me, I knew you. Let me say the thing, then we'll come back to the crown thing. I want you to write on a piece of paper, no deer allowed, and tape it to the outside. <laughs> okay, I agree That's completely. my only stipulation. I agree completely. Now, now, I'll do that just for you. Back up the tape. Bring what, it on. The word you said with your mouth, the thing it's that crown. children draw with, is called yes. a what? My wife says I that, call too. It a crown. A crown. It's a weird southern thing, but that's dude. That's not what the letters that. are. I know. Well, it's ridiculous. You can make that I argument for like 30% of the English language. <laughs> like C R O W N. Why are there silent why are there silent letters? Crown Royal. <laughs> Don't come for me. Come for English. Don't come for me. Come for English. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm moving to your part of the country, my God. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys have had great times. Elsa, everyone, gosh, I want to know your Christmas thoughts. I want to know your crown thoughts. 
And Wes, I want you to know at the end of the day, if you build this whole thing and you take time constructing it, and at the end you don't like it anyway, that's fine. Corey did it first. All right. <laughs> lest we forget <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> you know, this is kind of related. You know, I built my siblings a treehouse when I was in high school. Like a, like not like a, not like a, you know, some posts on a on a tree treehouse. Oh no, like I a, assume this thing had like Wi Fi. It did have Wi Fi. It had Wi Fi. It had electricity, and it had it had a electricity. Uh, it did. It had electricity. It had Wi Fi, and it had a a um, an iron stove, a cast iron stove built in there too. Is that how it, is that how it burned down? No, it's still there. I think. I hope it is. <laughs> I built it on post. I actually didn't attach it to a tree. It's not really a tree house. It's more like a post house. I also made it way too tall. Uh, like 14 feet is a wow. lot higher than you think it is. Just trust oh me. Oh my God, that's way too tall, it is, man. It's very tall. So and, tall. It's on, and it's on a hill, right? And I wanted the lowest part to be low, like high enough, and that's where 14 feet is. So the high part on the hill is like like 23 feet up in the air. There are a lot easier ways. High. There are a lot easier ways to kill your siblings and make it look like an accident. That's true. That's true. You don't even need the cast iron. I know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're constructing, Wes. I expect more progress on that. I'm excited for it. Um, I photos. do want to say, though, right now, deer. Wes. Jump out with a Bowie knife. <laughs> yes! <laughs> now the spear. The spear. Oh, yeah, the spear. Right. You spear. spear. I forgot How about that. Forget? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do we forget? Well, I hope you use the spear in your in your murderer of the deer. Um, I will give you a shout-out, Wes. Speaking of murdering things, you did murder our good friend Paul in fantasy this week. Congratulations <laughs> on your God. victory. Um, it's, <laughs> no, you're up by 10, and you, and you still got players tonight uh i um a shock to all and projected to lose again because i love this thing more than maybe anything else in the world and i'm very bad at it but <laughs> that's fine uh shout out to charlie whom i love so dearly for for winning by a single point in fantasy which is one of the best feelings in the world oh love you, babe. <laughs> love, you, love you honey thanks for being better than i am uh shout out to our buddy james though who is number one in the league right now um, and Emma, of course, who is right up there. And Jacob, who's right up there. Three people tied for first, technically, at the moment. Uh, the Utini Fantasy League continues to ride. All right, um, gents. Now, let's jump into uh, something that we have not done in a hot minute. Wes, this is going to be a drop I haven't said in so many weeks. But it's time for a little mini Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Despite the fact that we did a lot of things this week that weren't about Star Wars, Star Wars kept going. Uh, first thing I want to ask you guys, a question I would put money on knowing the answer to. Did <laughs> any of you guys watch Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies on Disney Plus? Dude, I didn't find out that was even a that even existed until Wait, somebody brought it up. Charles, you watched it? Me. Charles, you watched that? Oh no, I was raising my hand for you to call on me so I could say no, I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> So, for those listeners and viewers that don't know what we're talking about, um, this was a short that was put on Disney Plus. Uh, Studio Ghibli, the folks that made like Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, a bunch of like the most famous um, animated products of all time, uh, partnered with Star Wars and made a little short about Grogu and the Dust Bunnies. The Dust Bunnies are characters from other previous Studio Ghibli things, and you know what? It's there, I guess. I don't know. It, not my thing. Is it good? I watched watch it. it. I, yeah, I watched it, and I, I watched it on a dog walk on my phone, and you know what? That was fine. That was fine for me. I, like, <laughs> Just it cars swerving out of Eric's way as he walks yeah, down the middle like, of the street watching this. It's it's a hand-drawn 90-second animation thing, and like... It's only 90 seconds long? 90 seconds? Yeah, it's 90 seconds oh. long. 
That is makes a, the that makes the a, announcement feel a little much. Exactly. They like they, the teaser for it was like almost as long as the thing. Like Studio Ghibli like made this huge announcement and they were like, Studio Ghibli's coming. Which of course I was like, Holy shit, are they doing a vision short? Because that would be massive. Yeah, if they could vision massive. season two. <laughs> are we sure that's not and, happening though, actually? No, we're not. We're not sure. That okay, might that okay. might happen. That might happen. Yeah. But like Surely this is say, not this is the really only good. thing that Studio Ghibli's gonna do. Also, is I it Ghibli not. or Ghibli? Because I think it's actually Ghibli, which sounds no awful to say. No one actually knows, Corey. It's a mystery. It's a mystery in We're the world. We're saying no a lot of no words that we knows. should never say again on yeah. the show tonight. Yeah, you're right. Just Giblets. If, Giblets. If we're going Giblet. to outlaw Coif, uh, I'm going to outlaw <laughs> Ghibli. I told you. Well, yo, here. <laughs> Charles, Dr. Dr. Crown over there. How many of these letters are silent? <laughs> 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 what do you want you to not say? Um, oh, overall, though, if, if, if you enjoyed it, great. Uh, it's how some folks had a good time with it. That's fine. It's again, it was ninety seconds of my life. I watched it. I'm like, great. Not my thing. Moving Dude, on. It easy, took easy. longer to like open up Disney Plus to play it than it is to exactly. Wow. Exactly. On the other weird. hand, though, on the other hand, something that I did love, and I know I'm gonna freaking <clears> love y'all. Um, the Acolyte is filming, y'all. The the show yeah. that is coming up next is is filming and the cast was actually officially revealed i realized that we've gotten a lot of stuff from like deadline and like a lot of stuff from like hollywood reporter and shit like that but now starwars.com put out an article that's like yo here's the cast and here's a behind the scenes picture so first of all this cast one god they're so attractive everyone's hot everyone's hot Moss. um y- yes okay so, Amanda Stenberg, Lee Jung-jae, Manny Jacinto, we know a lot of these folks. Carrie Ann Moss, freaking Trinity, my guy, from the <laughs> Matrix, dude. Like, officially got announced. Um, Wes, are you a Matrix head? Are you a Matrix dude? I am a Matrix head. I, I remember asking you guys, hey, are y'all going to see the new Matrix movie? Oh, yeah, we, like, we you bullied said, you for oh, it. No, <laughs> you said, no, Wes, we're not, like, 40 years old. I was like... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard it was fun. I also yeah, heard man. it was fun. Do you own a trench coat? You have a spear. No, I don't own a trench coat. <laughs> well, you should. But yeah, Carrie Ann Moss is going to be in this. She, she was also in, um, uh, she's in Horizon Forbidden West. By the way, for any ga- speaking of gaming, she was in that this year. She was in um, Jessica Jones. I think she was in, like, so she's been in a lot of nerd stuff. But I love that they're bringing her into this cast. And, and Wes, do we have um, a look at that behind-the-scenes image? Do they listed in that article as well? Because one of the things that's awesome is that Amanda Stenberg there on the left is wearing a freaking Japanese Boba Fett shirt from Heroes and Villains. Like, she's wearing the wow. swag, oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, one yeah. of us. One of us. Dude, in the middle. Where they, that. Trench coat. Where they like, wear this so we can take this picture, and then you can take it right off. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, dude, she, she's OG. <laughs> she, like, she posted all about it. I'm very stoked about it. This um, is like one of those. Look at the set, that, though. I know. So yeah. Say. Yeah, dude. This is one of those projects that, even though it's next, has just felt so far away to me. So this makes yeah. it feel yeah. like it's actually coming, and that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do get technically all of Bad Batch season two mm. and all of Mando season three before this hits. So yeah. wow. we still got a little ways. Oh wow! But most <laughs> importantly, we got an official um, synopsis that adds some stuff that I did not know. And Charles, I would swear in my grandmother's grave that you've never read these words in your life. So read uh, the synopsis to us, and I want your initial thoughts as you read them. Oh, god! They're in the outline. <clears throat> All right, well, let me go to the outline. Then. I knew They're you were looking outline. at it either. 
Yeah, it's fun. Definitely. Was. Charles, all right, Charles all right, the Hank Cron just lets it rip. You know? I found <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller, mystery dash thriller, that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Yo, I like that, because you know what that sounds like? Oh, we're looking up crimes and stuff from the High Republic era? Sound familiar, High Republic fans? <laughs> yeah. Trail of Shadows, baby. Come on now. CSI. Everybody yeah. likes CSI. Law and Order. CSI. <laughs> Either one of them. Maybe I have uh, a bunch of like random celebrity cameos, and they're like just a dead guy in the background and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like Kathleen Kennedy is just over the side, like ooh, and guys are like, "We did it!" Exactly. Oh, boo. Ice T just comes to the doors, like, "We got to get to the bottom of this." <laughs> Ice T, what are you doing on our show? <laughs> I would love for Ice T. Ice T in the he's in the same category of cameo as uh, as a uh, freaking what's his name from Spy Kids in the Boba Fett show. Uh, oh, uh, Danny uh, Trejo. D- Danny Trejo. Oh, yes. <laughs> My you God. You, okay, the movie you picked, Danny Trejo, was Spy Kids. I knew I had, I had to pick something I knew Eric would recognize immediately. Okay, like it was just the first thing. You know that came what? To mind. You know what, Corey? It worked. It did. I got it him. Did the Eric job. is a big Spy Kids fan. We all know that. I'm a big Spy Kids kid. Uh, but I will say, what's surprising about this is that when we've, when we've talked about the acolyte in the past, like we've been like, oh yeah, it's Dark Side, and everyone's gonna be probably like Sith Lords and stuff. This makes me think that the two we see in that in that. Uh, Still, Manila Stenberg and Lee Jung Jae, I think she's his former Padawan. And I think they might be the Jedi instead of, like, <clears throat> Sith Lords, which is fun because I thought this was going to be all dark side, like, point of view. But I think it makes sense that Star Wars is always going to show us the dark through the lens of the light, at least in live yeah. action. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We think it's going to be – is it a – do we know anything about, like – Multiple seasons or anything like that yet? Or is this just kind of a... So, great question. Not that yeah. I know of. I think it's... Yeah, I don't either. I mean, <clears throat> I got to say, we if, if Andor has been any... Uh, one, I hope that Andor is teaching a lot of lessons to literally everyone that's involved in anything. Because just do this for everything. I hope they have a set amount of seasons right now. They're like, this is how long the story is. This is how many seasons we'll give it. Like That does help. That does that, help out Yeah, a lot. right? Especially with Andor, it's helped out. Like, oh, my God. Anticipation, so like, oh my god, are they going to redo this? They're going to keep doing on the series. Do we have to like make people watch this so we can have another series kind of thing? And I hate that. I hate that when that happens. Yeah, but good. Yeah, let but us I, know so we can, you know. Yeah, let us know slowly. I want to know what's happening, <laughs> but I'm excited about this. I'm glad they officially revealed everybody. I love again. It looks like a giant set, very kind of like Batu esque vibes for those that have been to Disney. Like, it looks really cool like that. I'm very excited to see what they do. And again, Star Wars. Any behind the scenes stuff you want to send? A little pictures like this. Just, just let us know what's happening. Just let us know. Don't tell me the next director that's been confirmed for a movie because it's all lies. All I need to know <laughs> is pictures of these guys. So, very stoked about that. Um, and we'll keep you guys posted on other news as it comes out. For right now, the only other piece of news y'all need to know is next week, Tuesday, the twenty second. This book next to me, The High Republic Convergence, comes out officially. Uh, get your pre-orders in. Reviews are coming out next week. As I said, I finished it this week. Had a freaking blast with it. Listen to the audiobook as well. Mark Thompson kills it naturally. Um, and that's all your Star Wars that is coming around the bend. All right. Now, for Wookiee Week, 
if you will. Uh, when, this, when this first got announced, I gotta give a shout out to Jared, who's in our chat, our buddy from Legends Look Back. Uh, when we first started thinking about crossover events for the podcast, <laughs> we're like, all right, what can we do? Well, it makes sense. And I remember one of the first things that Jared thought of was like, Wookie Week. And we're like, yeah, great. <laughs> no idea why. We just, it sounded good. It sounded fun. Oh, they're in, they're in Legends. They're in Canon. So, so shout out to Jared for, for bringing it up. But other than the obvious alliteration, fellas, <laughs> I just want to ask you guys a basic question that we can riff out for a bit. Why, why Wookiees? Why yeah. do we like these giant bears? Because for some reason, <laughs> every generation, we all fight. We all fight. Wookiees seems to love a lot more. And, yes, Jared, the timing's correct. Life Day is this Thursday. The, the 17th. Oh, the actually. There you go. So they get the actual li- happy Life Day in the future. <clears throat> there you but go. But why, why do we like Wookiees? You know, why, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really fun question, I think, because I think the, the general concept of a really tall – furry alien that does not speak English as a main character in the original trilogy and not even the original trilogy and and episode four was pretty risky quite frankly in an era of of storytelling and movies Mm -hmm. where like aliens were not very good in in movies like yeah subtitles no yes (laughs) yeah definitely not no (laughs) I think I like having him not speak a language that anybody can understand helped us all interpret what he's saying differently mm-hmm. and and interpreting what he's actually saying through like his gargles and his growls is more fun because then because he's like when he says i don't know he's like oh and you're like oh he said i don't know you yeah. know and so yeah that's just that's just fun in a sense you know to have a character like that where you can be like he actually said this and you're like no he actually didn't yeah. but i mean um, and it's the perfect setup right <laughs> like lucas basically told us hey kids you all get to be han solo and your dog can talk to you like that's yeah. that's it that's the male fantasy you know that's really what we, when we talk about it, it's like what if my dog that- could sit in the car could drive and it could talk to me Yes, That's and you amazing. just go on adventures with perfectly yeah. coiffed hair with your dog. And Charles, there's something we talked about this. <laughs> no, but we all we all have dogs. I mean, really, it it, do, it is yeah. a cool thing. There's Can Doc making a little there's appearance my, with Wes. This is my Chewy. Oh, hey, buddy. There's Chewy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but there is something about the. Um, Chewy does have dog-like qualities, and that's not a that's not a knock on Chewy. That's actually a no. great thing. If people were yeah. more like dogs, it would be a better world. But uh, he he's so loyal, right? But then he also has some. There's something cool about like it's this big fuzzy walking carpet that I would love to give a hug, and is very yeah. tender and loyal. But at the same time, will rip someone's arms off if they do yeah. you wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a guard dog, but also like your best friend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's like again why you know when, when Jared and I were chatting and he's like, okay, what do you guys want to do on Unliving Force for for this week? That's one of the reasons why I said, okay, Chewie specifically, I want to focus on because yeah, obviously Wookiees are that, but like you say, Charles Chewie more so <clears> than you know Tarful and Lumpy and you know all the other Wookiees um, <laughs> is the one that is really everything you want. Yeah. He has that tenderness. I- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lumpy. Straight that's a lumpy. Lumpy yeah, I hope that 
That only legends look, they can only do Lumpy. That they can't do anybody else. <laughs> you guys love Lumpa Walru, right? He's your guy. Uh, hashtag holiday special. But yeah, I think like one of my favorite things about Chewie, I was thinking about it this week. And I was like, you know what? Out of all the moments, weirdly, when I think about Chewie, I, I love his funny moments in the OT. I love when he shows up in the prequels. But the moment that I, I thought of first really surprised me, and it was in Force Awakens. And mm-hmm. it's right after... Um, it's right after... Spoiler. Han dies. Um, rough moment. But it, it's, it's Chewie's moment of just screaming in vengeance and then shooting Kylo Ren... Yeah. Again, maybe intentionally in the stomach because he couldn't shoot him in the face. Who knows? But then that hurt pain of losing his best friend, but also continuing the mission and like all the way down to him having that moment of where he just has that grief moment. And it's like realizing that, oh, my gosh, we are not only loving Chewie as as audience members being our dog. In that moment, we are Chewie because we all just lost Han. But Chewie has known him as long as we have. And... I was like, oh my gosh, he's weirdly been this lifeline for all of us. And I think that's why he hits us so hard is that, oh, it's Chewie. He's just so dependable. He's always there. Yeah. And he feels the losses and the victories just like we do. And for, again, like you said, a non-word <laughs> speaking kind of yeah. mime character, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. I mean, he's in a, he's in, he gets such a heroic moment in that film. Um, and uh, I was, uh, I was just gonna say that he is also kind of funny. It's kind of funny that he's in so much stuff. Like like Chewie is really in a, a lot of movies. Like he's in Revenge yeah. of the Sith, which is so random, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's uh he's right. like a he's like a main character in the solo film, right? So like mm-hmm. he's, he's it's funny that he's a side character, but he's he's like solo Chewie. he's goggles, in like more yes. he's in more movies I think than a lot of Star Wars characters, which is so funny to me. Yeah. He, yeah. um, you know, mm. people probably don't think about how important that moment is, too, from TFA that you're talking about, Eric. But uh, <clears throat> Kylo Ren, later on in the Revenge of the, or oh my gosh, Rise of Skywalker, excuse me, novelization, thinks to himself that him being shot by Chewie in that moment is the only reason that he lost to Rey when they had their battle in the snow. Whether that's you right. subscribe to that or not, or maybe that's Kylo just trying to hype himself up. I mean, maybe maybe that is true, and if yeah. and if he hadn't done that, man, the whole sequel trilogy went a different way. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I mean, Chewie has been affecting things so often. Like whether he's fixing the Falcon, not fixing the Falcon, uh, coming to save people at the final moment. Um, you know, you gotta get girl, the princess. You know, all, all that kind of stuff. He gets all these responsibilities. Which, okay, sorry, you must remember Sith, and I just can't think of, like, I miss you, Chewbacca. Like, it's just so weirdly out of, out of place. I love that movie, but it's like, uh, really? Like, I will miss you. Will like, you, Yoda? Like, like really? really? This is the one? Really? This is the cameo? <laughs> it's such it's an odd cameo, honestly, Chewbacca. to put in, too. It's just funny. Uh, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> go ahead. So, Jared pointed out that, um, well, another, like, really important thing about Chewbacca is that he's played by Peter Mayhew. Yeah. He was beloved yeah, by everybody. That. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, but he pointed out that Chewbacca has a mustache that is very yes. subtle. What? But he has a mustache. He definitely has a mustache. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, so. No. Yeah. Yeah, see the, oh the very God. subtle mustache that he has? And it's a he said it's <laughs> an homage to, to Peter Mayhew. 
Nice. Yeah. I've never see seen that before. I've always, I've always, thought, it, I've always thought it was a Lando-esque mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. How much did that piss Han off? The fact that Chewie has a Lando mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, what have we here? <laughs> Chewbacca, Chewbacca lived like Lando wanted to. Mustache, no clothes. Like, that's <laughs> that's the dream. Absolutely. But yeah, I think you hit you hit it hard west though is that none none of this works without Peter Mayhew, who yeah. again we you know we we all you know, we tragically lost um a few, year, a few years back now, you know, which is, which is wild yeah. to think. And like all of these <clears throat> subtle head movements and all these things were were physicality and are, are all these things that you again, like you said you said, no one was doing that under masks in the seventies and sixties. Yeah, like for sure. no <clears throat> one was able to express that stuff. And and Corey, I know you were doing I've a bunch well. of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Done well. People were trying. That's, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if, but if, if Mayhew you, just did amazing. Yeah, and I do want to talk about Mayhew. I looked a bunch of facts about about that. But on the on the role of aliens and stuff in 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 science fiction in the '70s mm-hmm. and like '80s and stuff, it's like it's just it's just really amazing that Chewie works. I mean, because you look at the if you look right. at the if you look at the aliens even in Star Trek, like there's a lot of main characters that are aliens in Star Trek, mm-hmm. right? But it like it looks. Not it looks movie making esque, right? It looks weird. Yeah. Like it's it not looks, a character. Yeah, yeah, it's not a character. It's obviously somebody wearing this goofy head thing, right? And like not to crap on Star Trek, I do generally enjoy Star Trek and Star Trek really did invent a lot of the technology. I mean, we have a lot to thank Star Trek for in, in Star Wars, like from a cinematic mm-hmm. perspective. But like just the Chewie's such a, a strangely believable character, uh, which is just so funny because it's just a guy in a big hairy costume and uh I did. I looked up some stuff man. about. Uh, yeah, it's the eyes, I guess. And uh, yeah, oh, they're so expressive. Oh, ah! not those Whoa! eyes. That's the, not, that's not. That doesn't look real to you. That's not the character I was thinking of. That that is alarming. That's cork, man. Uh, that's, man. A, that's a jump scare. Yeah, it was a bit of a jump ready. scare. I can't believe you got that together that. so quickly. Uh, Peter Mayhew uh, was yeah, born uh, May 19, nineteen forty four. He died in 20, 2019. He was seventy four years old when he passed. Um, I, I remember Peter, uh, when he passed like this, this death, I think hit me harder than I think anybody else's that we've had in, in mm-hmm. modern, you know, since we've all been huge fans. I mean, Kerry was such a shock. I think that that just hit different, but, um, you know, uh, Peter had a medical condition called Marfan syndrome and, uh, Marfan syndrome is a connective tissue disorder that is genetic and often makes you very tall and, uh, it comes with a whole slew of strange issues, including like some, you know, some eyesight problems is very common with Marfan syndrome. He was seven feet, three inches tall. It's so f- he's a really, really huge guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the Wikipedia page for Peter Mayhew is super interesting. You should give it a read. It's a fairly long one too. It says, uh, that George Lucas originally wanted to have, um, a tall actor to play Darth Vader, and that's really originally why he asked Peter Mayhew to come in, and it was to was to play wow. Darth Vader. Oh my God! And they ended up picking uh, David Prowse um, to obviously to play Vader, and he was a bodybuilder, and he was six six, and had a, a bigger like frame and stuff, which fit I think a little better for Lucas's vision. Um, yeah. But he did keep Mayhew around uh, to play um, to play. You know, Chewie, this this uh, alien character that he had invented, and he was a he was an orderly. Um, he was an orderly at a hospital in 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 Surrey, England, which is I think he met uh, George like in in that time period. Um, I don't think he was really in a lot of movies before that. Um, 
And uh, Harrison Ford is is six one. I know. You know I, yeah, I, I love seeing pictures of, of Peter and Harrison together because <laughs> you you really don't understand just how tall. Yeah, he was in, in such a massive. And again, like him being such a massive force too, but yet such a beloved, kind-hearted man. I, I think you 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 can't you know not to get too overly sentimental about it, but you know we will a little bit for Peter, like. The magic in his eyes mm. as Chewie, you you can't get that from just any person. Like to have yeah. someone with that kind of kindness, and Chewie had that toughness and mischievous nature. I know, but there was the you know quote twinkle in the eye, and I think that was just yeah. Peter coming through. Yeah, he says he was in yeah. five Star Wars films, which is crazy. He was in Empire, Return of the Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, and the original one, of course, uh, and Force Awakens, and he also played mm-hmm. Chewie in the Holiday Special, and he, he had sure a nineteen did. a nineteen eighty appearance on the Muppet Show, which yes. is yes. Dude, oh that Muppet wow. special. Yes. That's yeah. legendary. And uh, this says he also recorded. I did, this is the this is the movie making fact that I didn't know. It says he recorded dialogue for the Clone Wars season three finale episode Wookie Hunt. I didn't oh, know wow. that. Yeah, so he wow. apparently voiced some stuff. He says he based his. His uh his sounds and stuff. Uh, he says he walked through the London Zoo and like took a whole bunch of notes about bears and monkeys and gorillas, about oh the way they moved, and the way they sounded. Like I, we really do owe a lot of that believability about you know Chewie to Peter Mayhew. I think in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Um, it's really a shame that he's no longer with us. I mean, I think I don't know that there is a. There is an actor I think that stands out to me that is more Star Wars than Chewie and Peter Mayhew. I mean, they're one and the yeah. same. Like I don't, I cannot imagine them doing something else with Chewie and not being, yeah. not being Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Well, which is so interesting because you know <clears throat> we got we we then of course do get uh, Yona Suetomo who is took over Solo. in Solo and who who did a lot more of the active active scenes in yeah. Force Awakens because like you said, Corey, because of uh, Peter's sickness, especially in, in that time of Force Awakens. He he had a lot of mobility issues and did a lot of stuff. You know, if Chewie's sitting and Chewie's doing stuff that's like short movements, that's probably Peter. But Jonas stepped into it, and it was so interesting. If you if you guys have ever you know watched uh, really great uh, interviews with Jonas, he talks so much about Peter and how much yeah. Peter Mayhew taught him about being Chewie and how much reverence he has. And it's so yeah. again, it's so interesting because the character that is essentially growls and grunts and looks I know. like there is so much that goes into the the two of them kind of crafting this yeah. character that has now you know evolved <laughs> so much and become you know the second lead in Solo, which we again all enjoy and I think is, is criminally underrated. But I love that we got to carry on, and that Peter was that link, like you're saying, Corey. Yeah, um, yeah. But th- then- and, and, and hearing them talk about each other too, it, it seems like it seems yeah. like Jonas did genuinely love Mayhew. That he was mm. he was a, he was almost like oh, a yeah. like a mentor character, a mentor 100%. father figure, kind of with him. Because yeah. like uh, that was some of the most moving stuff I think in those behind the scenes documentaries about like the Force Awakens and stuff. Because like yeah. he, we didn't really, I didn't know who to who Jonas was before that. Has he been? An, is, is he a big actor? I don't know if the, he was in no. all stuff. No, he was, he was a basketball he, player, wasn't he? Yeah, he, big, he, he was a big guy. So he it hooped. Surprised me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine hooping against <laughs> Chewbacca? <laughs> Hoop. I really yeah. Yeah. hoop. It's, it's, I've, seen it, I've seen it happen in Teen Wolf, and they didn't bat an eye about it. <laughs> Classic West movie reference. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of other movies, do you guys know where the term Wookiee came from? There's a trivia fact for you. Oh, I do not know this. 
I do. So, no. so Lucas didn't even come up with this. If I'm remembering this right, and Jared, if you're in the chat, legends, 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 um, someone fact check me. <laughs> but Wookie, I believe, came from a voice actor uh, doing like background stuff for THX 1138 for Lucas, and it and it was like uh, police radio, and someone said they'd hit a Wookie on the road, and he loved that name, <laughs> and then it became Chewbacca Species. George, you're so weird. Yeah. He is so weird. so weird. Fact check me. He's so but weird. I think that's I legit. What but also, don't fact hit? check that. Wait, that's a great yeah, story. What, what I don't did care. he hit? <laughs> what got hit, though? A Wookiee. A Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> was it what Bigfoot? Was, what the hell it does that mean? Bigfoot? It was Bigfoot. No wonder <laughs> I mean, George I liked say, it. Man, <laughs> I, he had to be a new cop. That sounds like a pretty Wookiee mistake to me. A, you know what I mean? Oh like my. A, a veteran <laughs> is not going to... Have y'all seen that, that, that new show, The Wookiee? I think it's on Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Jason Fillion? <laughs> yeah. No, that it's like my favorite baseball movie about that kid that breaks his arm and then he plays for the Cubs. Wookiee of the Year. Wookiee of the Year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's one, one, All right. Sorry, so Wes. I meant, I meant to talk about the Dennis Quaid baseball movie now, that you love called now The you're, Wookiee. Now you're... <laughs> Now you're really now you're you're hurting my childhood. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Did he just right. say funky butt loving. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. You know what? Continue. Speaking of hurting our childhood, I think even though we're not always strictly a legend show, this is the new living force. We expand all over the place. Let's talk about a moment with Chewie that destroyed a lot of people in all phases of childhood and adulthood. Uh, Charles, you put this in the outline. Uh, set it up and uh, tell us about. You did it. One of the most impactful chewy moments that, frankly, a lot of our listeners may not be aware of if they've only read canon. Yeah, yeah. So, spoiler alert, anyone that's ever going to go back and read this 907 book series. Uh... Wait, wait, Wes, Wes, what's it called? What's oh, you the want me... se- no, the series. How many books? What's, what's it called? Oh, it's a... It's a... It's a uh, nanodectonal or a nanodectology. That's nano something. So book series. It is actually a nineteen book series, but yeah. So so spoiler alert: if you're ever going to go back and read these, I think most people know this by now. We've joked about this on the show before, Eric. You were hit in the face with a moon for some acting gig. Do you remember that? I do very well. You might like, not I also remember. got hired back at the festival that yeah. I was at, and I was like. Bold choice, Cotton. Let's see if it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so long story short, let's talk about Chewie's demise in Legends. Essentially, yeah. this is in the opening book of this series that we're referring to is Vector Prime. And what happened... Yep, there's the cover there. Um, essentially, what happens is Lando sends Han and Chewie and Anakin Solo uh, to this planet Cern Pedal if that's how you say it. Who knows, really? <laughs> and they're just supposed it's to be going and picking name. up it's some It's actually supplies. pronounced crown. It's pronounced crown. Yeah, the, the Y is silent. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> the, the Yuuzhan Vong had basically installed <laughs> some creature. They, they had this weird tech that was all organic. They only used like, biologic things. And they put a creature inside of this planet, and it was slowly pulling the moon closer and closer and closer so that it would collide with the planet and destroy it. So anyways, Han, Chewie, Anakin, they figure this out. They start trying to evacuate everybody, and in the the kerfuffle, if you will, Anakin gets left behind. And so they go back for him. Chewie saves his life, but in doing that, he gets left behind. And Han is, like, standing back on the ramp. The ramp is down on the Falcon, and they're trying to get him before before things are too late. 
and they can't do it. They have to fly away. And the last thing that Han sees is Chewie roaring up at this moon in defiance as it crashes into the planet and it kills him. And people lost their collective minds because you don't kill Chewie, right? Yeah. Right? Ari Salvatore got death threats. He did. Yeah. I mean, Whoa. big, a yeah. genuine oh, big yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, not yeah. even to make light of it, but people, like, hated him for doing this. And, yeah. I mean, listen, it's going to happen eventually. The story was told. We lost Carrie, you know, or, you know, we lost the princess. We lost Han. I mean, we lost a lot of these characters. It, it is going to happen yeah. eventually if the story is going to continue. But long story short, what did we learn right from Chewie's demise in Legends? It's that Star ultimate, Wars fans suck. Well, yeah, <laughs> we definitely learned that. But God, Peter Corey, Mayhew's legacy. We knew that before. We knew that before. Um, Come on now. What we learned, I mean, that just speaks towards the loyalty. I mean, that, that his life yeah, debt right. to Han extended, yeah. not just to Han, but to his children, and that he gave his life up like that. And yeah. the fact that it took a whole moon, a whole yeah. moon to take down Chewbacca, that, that says a lot too. Did you ever did you ever pick up the trading card game, Vector Prime? No. That's a tri- what? Look, I had look no at, idea. I wonder uh, how the bubblegum in those packs tastes. Yeah, so there's a there's a <laughs> image on the screen is a is a wow. package of trading cards and it's it looks like it'd be the image of Chewie roaring up at the planet that's about like, to crush yeah, it. Kind of a spoiler. Wow, yeah, yeah. That, that series is such a trip for so many reasons, but I really, yeah, Jared saying in his chat, like, made me physically sick. I literally puked. Maggie was distraught. <laughs> like, it was such a strong move, and I think that when when Canon first started, we talked about this a few weeks back now, like, we mentioned that when Canon first started, it was a lot of character-centric books that didn't really make <laughs> a lot of waves because they were feeling it out, and that was one of the criticisms was, hilariously, because this is how Star Wars works, People are angry at the time, and then 10 years later, everyone's like, why isn't it like it was? Like, everyone was like, this moment was so impactful, and it was in a book. Like, they did this in a novel. Mm -hmm. Star Wars would never do that now. They won't take risks. And I think that, that's again, it's one of the beautiful things about literature is that Chewbacca, everyone loved him so much that this moment simultaneously could alienate people and make people sick and make people feel awful, yet be one of the most memorable moments in the history yeah, of Star Wars literature yeah. decades later. It's wild. Yeah. It's just wild. It is really wild. For and a R- dog character. <laughs> I know. R.A. Salvatore kind of swore off of Star Wars, I think. I don't know if it was that that really did it or if he had more books after that, but um, you know, I remember us talking about on the team that somebody on the team like lived like pretty close to him and was maybe going to try to uh, get an interview with him or something like that. They live in the neighborhood or something crazy. I thought that was Jared. Was it Jared? It might have been Jared. Jared. I thought it was. But Mm -hmm. we decided not to do that because, like, he is a little bit notoriously, you know, turned off from – he doesn't like talking to Star Wars fans, I think, in interviews and stuff. Okay, Jared said it was him. He couldn't get a response. And, yeah, Yeah. it was – Can't blame him. Yeah, yeah, I can't blame him either. I mean, that was shocking. I remember reading that as a kid. Um, I read – I read the first three books of that series. I never finished it. I've still to this day not finished it, but I read the first three hey, books of that series. Left. I know, only 16. I mean, it's one of and, those uh, things as a Star Wars fan where you're, like someone gets cut in half, you're like, maybe they'll come back. But when a moon yeah, falls right. on you, though... I know. I mean, it's pretty yeah. hard to, that's pretty hard to beat. Um, yeah. You know, um, so I, I looked it up, and the book came out, uh, what, four months after Phantom Menace? 
Wow. So like Chewie was oh, man. Fans wow. are already written into the script. Yeah. Well, and, and our and Ari Salvatore, he um he wrote the novelization for Attack of the Clones. So yeah. very well. He was around. Oh, yes, well. yeah, very good. He stuck around. So, so yeah, obviously that's one of wild. the key moments in Chewie's history. I do I do want to say <laughs> one other key moment in Chewie's history in canon that hits me that a lot of people, namely maybe some of the writers or the Red Skywalker do not know about, <laughs> which is in the uh, in the Chewbacca comic, his yeah. own miniseries drawn by Phil Noto. It's really fun. It's a really great little story. Chewie gets his medal in canon. He got his medal in a comic, which to some people might make that moment in Rise of Skywalker feel a little weird. Some people <laughs> might see that that was a little overlooked. <laughs> but it's a really nice thing, and I think we would be remiss if we took Wookiee Week, a Chewbacca-focused thing, and did not tell you all about this comic, because it was, like, early, like, 2015. Like, one of the, like, early Star Wars Disney yeah. comics. Really short. It's like they were testing the waters. Not this one. Yeah. <laughs> not this one, but there he is. <laughs> it looks like apparently he got, a, he got a medal in Legends. What is this? has got to be a original God, Marvel comic. Guys, Chewie is jacked as Look how long his pen. arms are. That's how right there. Also, Dude, Leia is as tall massive. as him, proportionally. In this in this in this panel, this is from the seventies. If anyone listening, the, the old school. Good ones. God, look at his. He looks like a, a Hulk like character. Look at his. Yeah, I don't biceps, care for this. Dude. I'll that say. Is, it. Man, it's not like, my thing. If Chewie was like a, a Chad, that's what this is. <laughs> Chad, he's a Chad. He's a Chad. Oh, Chad Baca. Chad Baca. <laughs> Chad Baca. Oh, but yeah, all that to say, I think that at the end of the day. We use a lot of like, oh, Star Wars is going to be the same without Blank. Star Wars is going to be the same without Blank. I think the reaction to his demise in Legends and the you know the continuing the continual popping up of of his character, the fact that Life Day is now a thing that people got like, there's merchandise at Disney parks about Life Day. <laughs> Even though the holiday special is one of the worst things in any media that's ever existed, but Chewie is so famous. Wookiees are so key. You look at any kid, and the, one of the first things they're going to love about Star Wars is the furry Wookiee that makes them feel safe, makes them feel loved. They, everyone wants to hug Chewie. Y'all, I hugged Chewie at Galaxy's Edge when we went for a celebration. I got surprisingly emotional. Like, I know it's just a dude in a suit, but there's just <laughs> yeah. something about that. That I was like, oh my god, my entire childhood I've been realizing I've been wanting Chewie to hug me and make me feel safe. Because <laughs> that's just his job. He's a very wholesome character. I I, yeah. I, I think the I have a memory burned in my mind from celebration of Emily's uh, daughter. Emily from uh, Legends Look Back. Her daughter at celebration. There was another kid that was a little older, maybe about 10 or so. And Emily's daughter is I think like 4 or 5. And uh, maybe younger than that, 3, 4, 5, something in that range. And... Um, she hugged this other kid dressed as Chewbacca, and it was like the most wholesome thing I've oh ever seen in my life. Like, and there's a lot of That's... that at, at Celebration. The people in the, yeah. the Chewie costumes are strangely wholesome. I don't know what it is yep. about Chewie. It's I think it's the it's the dog thing. It it literally yeah. it literally fills that void. I think for for folks and uh, yeah. what a good character. <laughs> I love him. I'm so glad character. that we think about it because that's the thing when people ask, oh, "What's your favorite Star Wars character? Or what book do you want?" I never go to Wookiees. I never go to thinking about it. But every time he pops up, it's like, oh, Chewie's here. Ah, oh, Chewie. 
You're here, you know, with Master Yoda. Like, because <laughs> why not? But there is just that love, and it does make me want to go hug my dog. You know, and I think it's no mistake yes. that we're all dog people. And not to mention, his character was pretty OP in Battlefront. Yo, play against him, real. And he jumped and did that like fist smash on yeah. the ground and knocked you on your ass, and then you like yeah. immediately got shot by the bowcaster, oh, and, and then and you died. You could charge up the bowcaster before they nerfed yeah. it, and you could just be, boom. <laughs> he was like, really good. Yeah, <laughs> it, w- it was the power of like you know like Han and Force Awakens being like, I like this thing. Because yeah. like, it really was that Whoa. powerful, you know? He has a bow and arrow that shoots bullets. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. Guy is rad. There's a um, there's another moment I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. It's actually one of my favorite Chewie moments, and it is canon. It's in a novelization. It's in the uh-huh. Rise of Skywalker novelization. Great. And uh, if if you have any qualms with that movie, please read the novelization. It It is a better presentation of the story. And yep. I know it's not a roundtable, but I, I brought a quote, guys, from page yes! 119 of this novelization. Yes! It's when Kylo Ren is interrogating Chewie because that happens. They, they apparently filmed that scene. Eunice actually – or Jonas wrote about it in his, uh, in his like biography about how he was genuinely scared of Adam Driver because of how into character he was during the interrogation. But anyways, this happens on page 119. It should have been satisfying to watch Chewbacca once in fear. Kylo should have felt pleasure in reaching out with the Force, inserting himself into the Wookiee's mind, ripping away his memories and thoughts. Instead, it was exhausting. He saw flashes of the Wookiee laughing with a much younger Han Solo than he himself remembered. Felt Chewbacca's joy when his best friend married the woman he'd come to love like his sister. Saw the Wookiee cuddling a human toddler, teaching an older boy to fly a speeder. Target practice with a young man, their blasters set on stun against a haphazard dummy made of rocks. Uncle Chewie, he'd called him back then. Nausea rolled around in the pit of Kylo's stomach when he finally walked away from Interrogation 6. He'd gotten what he needed. Surely the sense of triumph would follow soon. And it was one of a couple of moments Ooh. in that novelization, yet there's the concept art that Wes has God. pulled up of that interrogation. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, incredibly dark. Even in the novel, they didn't detail things, right? But they did right. just enough to show you, like, again, even in canon, that, that Chewie's life debt goes beyond Han. It goes to his kin. <laughs> yeah. It goes to the people important to him. And mm-hmm. in a way, I think that was one of those first moments that Kylo started stepping back towards Ben Solo. Seeing, even after what he'd done to to Han Solo, even after killing Han Solo, that he was still so dear uh, to Chewbacca. So, I mean, incredibly, incredibly important moment, I think, in the story of Chewbacca and in the story of of Ben Solo, and it's one that you only get if you read this novelization. Yeah. Yeah. Chewie, I mean, and Chewie is one of those characters that, in this novelization, in the the original novelizations, in the solo novelization, like, because he is that kind of more non-verbal character... So many of his thoughts are really expanded upon beautifully, I think, in literature. And I think the, the ways that authors use Chewie is always so great for that reason. Um, and yeah, Rise Skywalker does it super well. I mean, that, that few seconds we all thought Chewie exploded. Um, I think we're some <laughs> yeah, of the no kidding. Some more raw upset. points of that movie, right? Very like, upset. You know, it was and, less than a minute, but it really was really freaky there for a second. And then, Daisy Daisy Ridley's acting really sold it too. God, I was yeah, like, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. He's dead. I know. Yeah. My my only my my only qualm with that quaff whole thing quaff quaff <laughs> my only quaff Crown? with that whole scene is that they immediately show yeah. Chewie afterwards and tell you he's alive. I yep. wish they had not put that little scene in there. It wasn't necessary. Nope. I need a little while longer. I know. Uh, Ray realized that he was alive when they were on uh, Kajimi would have been a better way to, to do yep. that. But we can we can complain about Rise of Skywalker all day long. We don't, we're not here for that, all right? We, we haven't too many podcasts about that. <laughs> But yeah, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, Chewie is Star Wars just in, in a similar vein as like 3PO and Archie were Star Wars. They're always there. They're always around. And when you think about it, you can't imagine what the world would be without them. But it really, really bears remembering now and then that when Star Wars was made, this was not done. These kind of characters were not around. Right. And they changed filmmaking forever. They changed storytelling forever. And we're always going to be indebted to, to, to Chewie and Peter and Jonas and... All of our little Wookiees. I love them. None of those people uh, that were in the holiday special, though. Jared's going to talk no! about those on Thursday, but we don't. Think, I, I personally don't know if I acknowledge those. I don't know. Have I, you guys I, watched I, I the know, holiday special, all of you? Eric, yes. you watched it finally? You finally Once. watched oh, yeah. it? Remember, I used to be really insistent that was going to be a Patreon reward, and you were like insistent that we're not going to do it. I think we should. God, <laughs> I still, I I still to this day think it. we should. That's a, great, that's a great reward. We, we, just get, we, we will absolutely do it one day. We will absolutely do it one day. I have that. Probably, I have that on a DVD with the Muppet Star Wars special, as well. Wow, is that oh. is that genuine or is it a is it a you know a Chinese fake? Oh I know. I I had a, a friend in college. Actually, my roommate in college got me a copy of. It. I don't even know how he managed to do that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he got it at Walmart. No, I don't think they printed any of them. I don't think. When I watched it, yeah, when I watched it, it was hard for me to find on the internet itself. I mean, it's not on YouTube. Yeah. You have I got to go, it like, somewhere. Find it, find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucas used all the power he it, had. Got to turn off well, that Google safe search, if you know what I mean. That's right. Jeez, you don't want those parts. Hey, man, there is that whole VR section. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, but that is a great point that on Thursday, uh, let's, let's throw up that, that, that beautiful visual one more time tonight on Wookiee Week. Uh, this will continue with our friends at Legends Look Back, uh, like Shark Week, but scruffier. They're going to be talking all Wookiees on Thursday. And then, of course, Trevor and Jose releasing a Patreon bonus of the Star Wars Archives on Sunday for all your Wookiee needs. Uh, my gosh, what a, what a, what a weird, beautiful thing these Wookiees are. Um, fellas, before we let, we let the fine folks, uh, go off t- to rewatch all of these Wookiee scenes and of course reread Vector Prime in its entirety, uh, any, any, any final thoughts about, about, uh, our Millennium Falcon co-pilot? I said last week on Legends Look Back that Chewbacca resonated with me the most out of any Star Wars character and probably with you too, Corey, because he is a jack of all trades. Yeah. He is a co-pilot. He can pilot a ship. He can fix the ship. He's very loyal. And, I mean, he can do... He does pretty much everything just okay. <laughs> like, you know, he's, really, he's, he's really good at nothing. Yeah, but he's, he's okay <laughs> at a lot span. of things. He, he, is. Do it. he yeah. is a Renaissance fan. Yeah. I loved... Uh, I can't believe we didn't bring this up already. I loved how they made the fact that Han had no idea that his bowcaster was like super badass. But yeah. that was like a whole that was a whole thing <laughs> oh, in the force of he was like decades. Decades. Literally had been probably shooting at people for decades with that thing. 
How many in people legends, think Chewie of Han have killed? In Legends, they oh, give so many. So in Legends, so many. they give Han. Uh, I think the first bowcaster Chewie ever made after he dies as like a consolation. That's right. Yeah, they did. God, that's sad too. What? Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> but not to end things on a downer. Um, I also <laughs> Chewbacca also is a character who resonates with me because he's tall. Because he's yeah. tall. Yes, I he's see very the tall. world like Chewie. Not quite. Um, I will also say. And that's also on another fun note. Are you guys team Chewie has paws or team Chewie has weird fingers? I think Chewie um, has to have. Chewie fingers. has weird fingers. Okay, yeah. weird he fingers. does. But like, yeah, you know when he like when he grabs Lando and like Empire, you see it's basically just like paws that are grabbing his neck. But then in Force Awakens, he has like fingers that go around I the dead. Just has it, long. It weird. He's like my dog. My dog no. gets hair that grows between the toes <laughs> that gets longer <laughs> than the nails. That's Chewy. Yeah. And the vet, the vet or the the groomer, like has to trim that hair out of there. So in yeah. Force Awakens, he's <laughs> just been groomed recently. That's really what's happened. Oh my god! No, I will also have more money in the New Republic. Know, so back go. when they were rebels. So that wasn't in the budget. I will say <laughs> oh that, that him God. clicking that thing was pretty gross and weird. He was like, he goes, click. Like, it's a whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it was it's ridiculous. Whole movement. Also, God, grooming Chewie would be so expensive. Oh, my God. Like, just <laughs> oh, a mesh taking into the shredder. Yeah, get him get him a wash. Yeah, get him you think, the de shredder thing. Han, and can you please clip his nails? Please. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Han had, like, a lint roller somewhere on the Falcon? <laughs> Oh, he had to. Can you imagine he just, just like, dropping in biggest. cyberspace? And it just like, kind of zooms around the ship and just gets in the vents. Like, just takes this giant lint roller and just like... <laughs> 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 oh, man. Just covered in hair. <laughs> you think he has to like? You think Chewie like sheds once a year, like a golden retriever? And Han's got one of those big wiry brush things that has to pull out all the long hair. Uh, oh, you get the undercoat. Absolutely. God, there's not a, not a shower drain in the world that would help that out. And everyone, when you go to bed tonight, I want you to imagine Harrison Ford with the world's biggest lint brush going over to Peter Mayhew for a deleted scene. A shop broom. That's it. Well, everyone, let us know all of your favorite Chewy moments, all your favorite Wookiee moments in the comments, on the Twitters. Um, we hope you love Wookiees as much as we do. And make sure to tune in to Legends Look Back in the Star Wars Archives as they continue Wookiee Week later on with everything that they love about our furriest friends. But for right now, that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for encouraging this madness on a weekly basis. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, and Sally and Chris Eilerson in our Alliance High Command. Let us know if you want to see us do the holiday special. We'll put it on the calendar. You can find us on Twitter at Living Force Pod and at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at C. Hankel, and at Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for providing with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com.
And remember, the Force will be with you, always.